Welcome to The Common Rounds. Medical education for medical students by medical students. And so now we're going to go through cranial nerves number 7 to 12 in a bit more detail. Exactly. If you, this is the first time you're tuning in, go back and listen to our other cranial nerve talks. We're slowly walking you through the various, um, the different from you know, 1 to 12. Yep. So today, as you mentioned, is going to be a talk about the remaining six cranial nerves. Mm. Um, do you want to just briefly mention what the six are? Facial, vestibular, cochlear, glossopharyngeal, vagus, accessory, and hypoglossal. Exactly. So let's start with facial. Yep. Facial's got some interesting things going on with it. So mm-hmm. where does it actually emerge from? Okay, so it enters the internal acoustic meatus alongside with cranial nerve number eight, mm-hmm. but it takes a um, it takes a roundabout turn and it pops out of the stylomastoid foramen. From that point on, it actually branches into I think quite a few branches, yeah. um, which the names I don't quite know of, but what they do is that they innervate all the muscles of your facial expression. Yeah. So that's every time you crunch, uh, scrunch your face, close your eyes really tight and puff out your cheeks, that kind of thing, that's all facial nerves. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's worthwhile knowing the specific branches, but if you memorize the fit muscles of uh, facial expression like Rosarius or the Bocanator, the Bocanator mm-hmm. then you know how... Mm-hmm. Then you know it's the facial nerve that's innervating it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't do the muscles of mastication. That's all trigeminal te- territory. Mm-hmm. It's got some special nerves as well, doesn't it? So yes. we mentioned that it's important for taste and some parasympathetic pathways. You want to maybe mention a little bit more information? Yeah. So there's another branch of it. So what happens is when in the internal acoustic meatus, it becomes the corda tympani, mm-hmm. and from that point, it exits the um, exits the particular um, I think internal acoustic. Yeah. and then it follows on the lingual nerve mm-hmm. of the mandibular branch of the trigeminal nerve. This is where it gets, so it's yep. hitchhiking. It's yep. Hitchhike is on, alongside the trigeminal nerve in a way that it actually gets to the tongue and that's how it gets sensation, oh, the taste sensation of the anterior two-thirds of your tongue. Yep. It also synapses at the sub-mandibular, sub, uh, isn't it? Sub-mandibular ganglion, ganglion mm-hmm. which then also has the power, which then how, that's how it creates the, um, uh, the postsynaptic parasympathetic fibers. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, that's how it creates the um. So the saliva flow from the submandibular gland and the sublingual gland. Exactly. Yeah. So the corneal tympani is sort of the pre-sympathetic uh, parasympathetic fibers. Synapses at the submandibular ganglion, yep. which then sends out the post-synaptic um, nerve fibers, which go to submandibular and sublingual glands for saliva yep. product. It doesn't do parotid though, does it? No. Parotid is uh, a separate beast. Yes. Now, there's also another branch of the parasympathetic fibers as well through the greater petrosal nerve. How does that work? So we mentioned that in the previous talk, kind of, where it synapses at the pterygopalatine ganglion. Mm. And from that point on, then that branches off and innervates the lacrimal gland as well as your nasal mucosa. Again, um, via hitchhiking fibers from the trigem as well. Yes. Um, so it's really interesting. So the trigem and the facial nerve are very closely linked because they send you know fibers to each other and help each other out. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So let's move on to the vestibular cochlea. That's quite interesting as well. Yeah. So the vestibular cochlea, very easy to remember. The two branches that become it is there. There is the vestibular branch and the cochlear branch. Mm-hmm. Both of them, or well, the vestibular cochlear nerve itself, enters into the internal acoustic meatus mm-hmm. as mentioned with the facial nerve. And then it has the two particular branches. The vestibular branch uh, receives innovations or receives sensations from the um, semicircular yep. canals, utricle and sacral. And all that it does is that has something to do with your balance. Yeah. It helps you orientate yourself. Yeah. And then the cochlear branch 
takes information from hair cells inside the ear and helps you with your hearing. With hearing as well, yeah. We're going to mention leave it at that because um, we've dedicated we're going to dedicate a podcast to this um, in a, in a much more detail about how hearing is actually produced. So just stay tuned. Um, just store it in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. So glossopharyngeal is important because it, um, as we mentioned before, it's important for the uh, taste for the posterior one third of the the tongue. Mm-hmm. It's also important because it sends um, parasympathetic fibers to the otic ganglion and from there fibers go to the parotid gland and that's how the parotid glands are innervated mm-hmm. and also i think it does one muscle as well doesn't it the style of fringes yeah yeah exactly yeah. so it's just got this one random yeah. muscle that it's innervated overall the glossal pharyngeal also receives the sensation from the pharynx as well yeah so, yeah and it's yeah. also important for receiving special sensation from the um carotid bodies if i'm not mistaken yes. for um I, I think it's for um, uh, co2 yeah so CO2, chemicals and o2 and uh, pressure yeah. yeah yeah but that's more for for cardio talk i think we'll leave, leave that on the side but just know it has some special sensations mm-hmm. now vegas this is a scary nerve oh, this is a beast it's it's called the wandering nerve for a reason so as we mentioned um the glossopharyngeal goes out through the jugular foramen and so does vagus and accessory nerve mm-hmm. they, all, they all lead by the jugular foramen yeah so the vagus has both a motor mm-hmm. and it has some special sensory and parasympathetic as well so it's got three things going on and there's Let's, a sensation as well yeah some sensation as well yeah. i think in the mm. back of the 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 throat mm, um, does some yeah. special sensations. Yeah. So let's talk about the motor fibers, Andy. So the vagus nerve comes out of the glossop- uh, the sorry, the jugular foramen, mm-hmm. and then it divides into a number of branches. Okay. One of them being the superior laryngeal branch, okay. which in itself divides into the internal and external. Mm-hmm. It also further down mm-hmm. has another branch called the recurrent laryngeal branch, okay. which goes underneath the subclavian, and so it goes all the way down the neck, and it comes all the way back up again. And that goes back to the larynx. It goes back to the larynx, yeah, the, yep. the recurrent laryngeal nerve. So yep. let's talk about some of the motor functions of that. Well, what does the recurrent um, laryngeal nerve do? Well, the recurrent laryngeal nerve controls a lot of the internal muscles that happen in the larynx. So yep. I believe that's this is the particular nerve that has that's very important for your vocal production. Yeah, vocal conduction and things like mm-hmm. that. And I think the external does just the coracothyroid um, uh, muscle. Yeah. So the key thing, the recurrent re- uh, laryngeal nerve is the one that's really important. And that's the one that's involved with pathologies like pancreas tumors and things like that that can mm-hmm. affect voice conduction. Okay. In terms of the other muscles we mentioned, they're also important for um, some of the, bran- the uh, pharyngeal branches, uh, motor branches of the vagus are important for actually swallowing. So they mm-hmm. innervate the uh, pharyngeal constrictors. Yep which are important for pushing the food down the esophagus. Yeah. Um, and they also innervate some of the um, uh, palate muscles, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the sensations as well. You, you were really good when we were having a chat about mm. this. You had some you know, good points about sensation. Yep. So what are some of the key sensations that are well, brought in? One of the branches is so like, you know, with the vagus nerve, it, kept on, it keeps on going down into the, um, into the thorax mm. and it, it innervates... It has parasympathetic innervation to the upper, the, the esophagus, yep. the, stum- the stomach, the small intestine, and even most of the large intestine as well. All the way um, to the, I think, the splenic flexure. Yeah. Yeah. And it, amongst that innervation, there it innervates the heart. Mm. And from yeah. the heart at the aortic arch, it, it takes sensation from aortic bodies, yep. which sends blood pressure as well as um aortic sinuses. sinuses that sense the um the o2 p- 
CO2 as well as the blood pH. chemicals. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's really so that's gets key. One of the key um, sensory inputs, one of the special sensory inputs that it takes back into the brain stem, and I think the solitary nucleus. Yeah, solitary nucleus. Yeah. Um, in the in the medulla. But what's also interesting is that um, the vagus nerve, like you mentioned, carries lots of parasympathetic innervation. So that's the thing that's involved with contraction of the uh, the intestines, and mm-hmm. uh, so it upregulates the effects of the enteric nervous system. And if this is the first time you're coming across enteric nervous system have a listen to our um our our gastro- very first episode yeah one of our uh, earlier episodes in the gastrointestinal mm-hmm. block yeah and it also innovates provides parasympathetic innovation to the heart so but it's in- interesting because it only innovates the sa and ab node it doesn't innovate the ventricles mm. and through innovation of the sa and ab node it regulates um the uh, heart, rate. heart rate so it drops the heart rate yeah it's chronotropic effects it's a negative chronotropic um in uh, outcome yeah now that's all I want to talk about the vagus. Yep. You guys, I recommend looking at some textbooks to get a general feel for the vagus. Mm-hmm. Let's finish up by talking about the accessory and the hypoglossa, which, um, uh, like I mentioned, accessory emerges from what was the foramen? Do you remember? It was the um, jugular foramen. Yeah. So it was glossopharyngeal, vagus, and accessory. They all come through the jugular foramen. I just had a bit of a mental blank. Mm-hmm. So what does accessory is really easy because they only got one function really. The the pure motor and it yep. innervates the trapezius muscle and the sternocleidomastoid muscle. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean the cranial nerve exam, you get the patient to hunch or you get them to move yep. their neck. Shrug the shoulders, press down them, or then turn their head and just press on the face to exactly and that's all the accessory and the unique thing about accessory is that actually it starts in the part of the spinal upper spinal cord mm-hmm. and it moves into the brain so you could say that it uh, travels up through the foramen magnum yep. into the brainstem and then merges with the vagus and comes back down exactly yeah it's really interesting mm-hmm. and finally the hypoglossal muscles mm-hmm. uh, so the hypoglossal nerve yeah um so it's a midline the motor it's found in the medulla and mm-hmm. then it goes through the hypoglossal canal which is easy to remember and yeah. so what is it innovating it innovates most of your intrinsic sorry extrinsic yeah. tongue muscles yeah. so we're talking about the genioglossus yeah. the hyoglossus the styloglossus there's a fourth one called the palatoglossus, but that's not innervated by the tongue. Oh, sorry, by the hypoglossal nerve. Yeah. It's innervated actually by the vagus nerve. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trickily. So yeah. So it helps. You, well, so that hypoglossal nerve, just think of it, moves your tongue. So when and in the cranial nerve exam, we just ask somebody to stick out their tongue straight, move yeah. it around, and then you. That's how you test for it. Exactly. So that's the the last six cranial nerves. Um, we're going to dedicate a little bit more time to explore some of the more, uh, some of the key ones in a lot more detail. They're all important, but we're going to dedicate some more episodes to some of them. Um, hearing sensation ones and visual ones so thanks for tuning in guys um in our next episode we're gonna sort of skip the cranial talk about blood supply because that's really important when we talk about stroke so if you're interested um join us next time as we explore blood supply to the brain cool see you next time our episode today was put together by our executive producer gautam and our core editor cindy for notes elective experiences and much more study resources visit our website on thecommonrounds.wordpress.com or visit us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you like our episodes, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It means a lot to us. You've been listening to The Common Rounds. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.